Is This a Ghost is sponsored by Pickney Bend Distillery. Gosh, it is. It's, it's, let me look at my calendar. I think it's the new year. <laughs> when, when is this episode coming out? It's the new year. Wow, Happy, boy. It's Happy tw- New Year, everybody. Hey, let us be the, this is the third, uh, I, Let's be like maybe the 19th and 20th people to wish you a happy new year, friends. (laughs) (laughs) Happy new year. Happy 2024. Pat, how has 2024 been for you so far? Uh, It's, it's been really good. Um, You know, I, I wasn't expecting, um, uh, you know, Donald Trump to be taken off of the, uh, the national ballot. That was, that was, that was a good development. (laughs) We thought we, it was a gift. The Colorado was a gift. And Mm -hmm. then, uh, wow, that's, they moved so fast after that. It was like dominoes fell. Really wild. Yeah. So. And yeah. then I also know, didn't think the moon would explode the mm-hmm. way it did. That yeah, that was surprising. I mean, I I always kind of knew it would explode someday. It just things have been too not. good too long for for the moon. You know, <laughs> that's right. So that's right. it's been basking but, uh, its glory up there. But yeah, 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 coinciding with the uh, with the new year there. Yeah. Well, and if you want to celebrate that, or uh, I guess if you're listening to the wrong podcast, uh, uh, be sad about that. Then mm-hmm. the way you could do that is with Pickney Bend Distillery. <laughs> Pigney Ben did not explode during the holiday season. They were spared. Probably. Probably. Right? Yeah, I think so. They um they, they made their sacrifices to the mm-hmm. cold and vengeful gods that live beneath the ocean, and they have been spared. <laughs> and you can still revel in their glory uh by going to P I N C K N E Y B E N D dot com. Pigney Ben. They make the greatest gins, the greatest whiskeys, they make the best stuff on earth. They're uh they're uh, 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 small feels like no longer the right word. They're mm. they're they're growing so fast all the time, uh, but they're uh, they're the little distillery that could out in New Haven, Missouri, where the biggest exports are cows and air, and now also Pickney Bend, I think. <laughs> so, so go check out our friends at Pickney Bend uh, and follow them on social. Tell them Patrick sent you, and uh, don't tell them the stuff that I've said about them. Yeah, yeah. Also explain who I am to them. They'll wanna they'll wanna know. They have no point of reference. <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to a brand new year. Dare I say season? Dare I get Patrick's hopes up and say season? Is it season three? Of is this? A oh ghost? my god! <laughs> it is season. I guess three. Oh man! Yeah, season uh, three debut. I, I didn't even realize it. I, I wasn't looking at the calendar. No, oh. we are we're recording way ahead of time, so it's 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 a surprise for all of us. Uh, and welcome to the show, folks. This is a, a weekly a weekly podcast. We do this mm. every week. It's and it's fun. Yeah. And uh, I tell a real, my name's Clayton Smith. My whole thing is I tell a real ghost story from real history to my real friend, Patrick Dean, who doesn't take it real seriously. And uh, that's it. That's, I got nothing else. That's, that's all. Yeah. That's, that's, that's basically what we do. And if, you know, if your uh, if your new year's resolution was to listen to more inane podcasts by two kind of sad tired dads then you know welcome <laughs> really then we have great yeah. news for you check it off the list <laughs> you've come to the right place i bet when we actually record after the new year we'll have all mm-hmm. sorts of like fun things to share about the holidays and stuff mm-hmm. absolutely Do we Who make any sick? predictions no yeah. well i mean okay. i'm gonna say of my immediate family the five of us mm-hmm. i'm gonna say 40 percent of us threw up on christmas that's what i'm gonna say from how many of how many from alcohol the night before? I'm not gonna. I mean, I, that wasn't part of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. That's it's safer. Blanket prop bet right there. Okay. Two out of five. Barf on Christmas. That's not bad. That's not bad. Be better than last year. <laughs> mm, our our kids have been remarkably well all this season so far. Oh my like, goodness. They have not missed a day of school this this winter season yet, which I, I'm sure I've just jinxed by saying that out loud into mm. the microphone. But this is going to go out until January, so it'll yeah. we'll, we'll be past it by then. You come upstairs and uh, it's like, so uh, Maple has rubella somehow. I'm not entirely sure what happened. <laughs> I thought we got rid of polio, yeah. but it's back yeah. uh, in our daughter. <laughs> We're going to need to go <laughs> visit an old priest and a young priest. <laughs> so... Yeah, the one who has been uh, taking the brunt of the illness in my family is uh, uh, surprisingly this year it's me. Oh, congratulations! I have a sinus infection now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. And then for the last week, I've been dealing with shingles because I am a, a nine-year-old man in spirit. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, I, I'm sure your doctor was probably like, well, we, I mean, we do have a vaccine for it technically, but it's really for. <laughs> we like to reserve the, them for the AARP crowd. Yeah, for the frail, let's just right. say. <laughs> I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, that shingles, my man. And I bet he has never said those words together in that sequence mm-hmm. without having to like life. without having to like yell it right afterwards. I said yeah. you have shingles, <laughs> man. You can't call an eighty-year-old person my man. Like you know, it's it's got to be someone who's a contemporary. That's <laughs> it. So he's he's been he's been sitting on that for a long time. It turns out it's real painful and mm. also really itchy at the same time. Mm. Itchy and, and painful. So, yeah. Mm. Um. So it's been a treat. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I have a sinus infection. Good. Do you have it on like a really discreet part of your body? Or discreet uh, depends on who's asking. Mm, okay, I mean it's winter times. So like anything below the neck is probably discreet. So yeah, it's mostly yeah. <laughs> it's not on my my head, my neck, my fingertips, or my toesies. Okay, so is this discreet. is this the game we're gonna play? Yes, <laughs> yes. Undress me with your mind. <laughs> Twenty questions. Shingles. Where are my shingles? <laughs> uh, they're on my left rib cage, uh, and then they okay. spread around a little bit to my back and a little bit like up under my uh, the chest, uh, just a bit. Okay. Um, so I've been. I spent a lot of time. <clears throat> I moved all my all my classes from my last week of school onto Zoom because the doctor was like, "You can't. You have to be in quarantine because even though you know chickenpox, which is the the virus, mm-hmm. the chickenpox virus causes it. So even though you know we've they've they've gotten rid of that, which I don't think I knew. I know my kids have gotten the chickenpox yeah um, vaccine. vaccine. It never clicked in me like, oh, chickenpox is gone now. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. But he's like, you know, it's still you can still get, you can still catch it. Um, you know, it's still bad to be around pregnant women and stuff. And I mm-hmm. teach at a college, so I was like, well, that's I'm not going to like ask them. Yeah, like, <laughs> that doesn't seem appropriate. Also, it's like not really ever a good time to be around pregnant women. Just from my own experience being around pregnant women, <laughs> <laughs> like Doc, believe you me, that ain't the cards. Uh, so I was on Zoom for the last week of my classes, um, sitting like this, like at an angle like this, kind of mm-hmm. like nude, right? Yeah, nude, nude, totally nude, <laughs> but medically nude. Yeah, medically so. <laughs> Experimenting with those uh, with those new Twitch filters they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they have this really cool. They have a really cool. It's a fun. It's a holiday festive, uh, ugly Christmas sweater filter, which mm. it worked out eighty eh, percent of the time, which yeah. was plenty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, trying to lean lean away from the left side so mm. I could uh, not have my clothes um, driving me in, uh, insane, which is what they've been doing for most of the week. Mm. I'm on the mend, feeling pretty good. Um, so what's uh, the, what's the treatment? Is it just tearing all your skin off? Is that how it works or? That's one way to go. Yeah. It's an option. They also, the other option is Valtrex, which makes you feel like you, you can't tell people what you're on for because they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry you have herpes. <laughs> <laughs> now and we're getting into the college lifestyle here. Okay. Yeah, I yeah see exactly. Now. And then you're legally <laughs> obligated to say, well, I do have, I do have herpes. Technically that's true. It's just a different kind of herpes. But by the time you say that mm-hmm. they've lost interest and they've backed away. Yeah. So yeah, gr- <clears throat> girls don't want to be hearing that different kinds of herpes stuff. They're like, <laughs> Oh baby. No, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's the good herpes. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't, they don't like that. So, um, so that's, <laughs> that's been, that's been life the last week. Cool. Um, yep. Very good and cool. Yeah. So, got a couple of housekeeping notes before we get started today. Mm-hmm. Number one is, I keep forgetting to say all these things. I got to write them down. So, I did. And one, there's two of them. Number one, we talked about last, nope, two weeks ago. <laughs> Maybe last week, too. Uh, we got to stop recording these out of order. Mm-hmm. Uh, merch is coming. We got merch coming on the website. In the new year, we've got some fun some fun stuff. So, uh, so we'll we'll make a big announcement. But if you're not following us on social media, that's a good place to see uh some 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 teaser content about some of that stuff and the more merch we sell the more money we can give to our unpaid <laughs> interns jen and jeremy who <laughs> they got into I, poorly paid interns really which i know yes, is their goal which they're going all yeah this. <laughs> i think it's a lifelong dream to be poorly paid interns instead uh no two people have earned money better and complained about not getting that money less than <laughs> than, than these two folks so so keep an eye on for that um and also keep forgetting the note if you if you 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 have an opportunity everyone to hear a free ghostie so there was a time toward the beginning of this show where pat and i started recording ghosties these Mm -hmm. were short episodes which uh if you listened last week you heard one um 
we did these kind of shorter, like 20 minute, 25 minute episodes that were ghosties. We did them as extra bonus content, but no one, for some reason, no one listened to them. They were not downloaded very much. So we said, well, we'll stop that, I guess. <laughs> but now it seems uh, the, the, the listeners we've picked up in the last, since, you know, since month six are really into it. So if you want to hear a ghostie, you can join our mailing list and we will automatically send you the ghostie, a short bonus episode of Jeff, the talking mongoose. Goodness. which is an absolute <laughs> classic pat what do you remember about jeff the talking mongoose uh i i mean the title really sort of says it all it's a uh just a, <laughs> a blessed little episode um takes a like a hard left turn and and again the most important part of this is it was uh, famously adapted from our podcast episode into a major motion picture <laughs> I think was, so, and so we'll be contacting lawyers about panned. that soon. So <laughs> I don't think it got good reviews, so maybe we should just stay out of it. Well, <clears throat> yeah, Simon Pegg did the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, but I recall the reviews basically said, you know, this was basically a podcast stretched into a feature-length film, and they probably should have left it where it was. <laughs> so, and they were not wrong. Yeah. Come see where it so, started, where it all started. Yeah. <laughs> And we also talked about the Isle of Man. I learned a lot about the Isle of Man that week from you. What a horrifying and episode that was. Deadliest fucking race in on the planet. Motorcycle race. Is that uh-huh, absolutely. Yeah. So if you want to listen to that episode, it's really good and really just the one of the wildest things we've ever recorded. Go join our mailing list. If you go to is this a ghost.com, you'll get a pop-up uh, to join our mailing list and do that. You'll get the ghosty for Jeff the talking mongoose ghost. Um and it's uh and go do that. It's great. It's worth it and great. Do you have any housekeeping announcements, Pap? Do you want to share with um, David? No, no, nothing. Literally nothing has changed since last week. So, <laughs> okay. It's not flat. How's line. Gloria doing? Uh, okay. Well, so one thing has changed. So Gloria, mm-hmm. uh, um, compl- the structure of her <laughs> skeletal form yeah, well, has so changed a bit. It's in bad shape. So, uh, Saturday she was, um, we we're over to our cousin's house. Um, doing the you know the Christmas thing with the extended family and you know watching some football and exchanging gifts and all that good kind of good stuff and Gloria decided it was time to do ninja shit in the basement um, and she is God lover um, she's not a gymnast you know I think she'd be <laughs> the first person to admit and uh, she was trying to do that you know that that uh. You know, the, in the Bruce Lee movies, when he like he's laying down on the mat and he does like the jump up from the from the laying on his yeah, back, yeah, hands back and then go up, yeah, and, and he springs yeah. forward, yeah. So that cool as shit, right? I mean, like very cool, absolute cool, very shit. cool. I've always wanted to try that. Mm-hmm. Was always afraid I break my arm. Yeah. So it turns out, <laughs> that's very realistic fear, um, <laughs> because if you do it wrong, uh, you do break your arm catastrophically. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, it turns out to be a very very expensive choice to make for your parents. Cool way to break an arm, though. See, like, she looks so freaking cool. It was like coolest way. Right up until the right up until you heard it snap was yeah, very less cool, cool. I guess probably yeah. Um. But. So yeah. So she was in excruciating pain for forty five <laughs> minutes until we got her into a uh, urgent care at nine o'clock at night on a Saturday. You can imagine how many of those are open. Oh, poor kiddo. Yeah. How's she doing now? She's doing great. Has a uh, her her uh semi permanent cast on. So that should okay. be in that cast for another four weeks. And then she'll okay. be back to doing ninja shit after that. So Is she saving me a space to sign it when I come home? She is. She did okay, say good. that, she did say, quote, you can't draw on it. You can only write your name. Why oh, would come I want on, picture Gloria. Uh, did again, you tell her that I've been practicing? I have. I said. I, I, did you show her my work? I did. Well, well I don't know if that's. Yeah. I don't, okay. Well, <laughs> got to show it. No, you got to show her the work. <laughs> Look, if she's already saying no, she can't go less than no so yep. you, you got to show her the work <laughs> i will show her the work um so yeah maybe maybe she'll agree to it i i don't know again yeah. all right well i mean signature is good mm-hmm. that's fine that's something mm-hmm. oh man my goddaughter is so much cooler than me i would never would have tried that i wanted to uh, my entire childhood was just me wanting to do that mm-hmm. every day for mm-hmm. like 20 years mm-hmm. you know um didn't have the guts yeah. she did well our yeah. little Icarus did. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Bruce Lee famously was not trying to throw a six foot six frame through the air. <laughs> well, that's that's also that's part of it. So the tall, the older I got, the taller yeah. I got, the less it seemed like it was going to yeah. happen for me. <laughs> I don't recall seeing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar doing it at any point in the movie. So <laughs> that's fair. Thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. Well, do you want to hear a ghost story? I'd love to. All right. 
So in the year 1883, two ranchers from Eagle Creek, Arizona went out to check on their cattle. Mm-hmm. While they were out, um, the ranchers' wives, both of their wives, they heard dogs barking outside, followed by a loud scream. Ooh. Okay. That's not what you want. No. So one of the women goes to the window to see what's happening. She sees what she described as a, quote, huge reddish colored beast that was ridden mm. by a, quote, devilish looking creature. So a, a beast ridden by a creature. Yeah. So two. <laughs> <laughs> two different beings. One riding yes, the other. It's being on being yeah. violence. <laughs> Be- being on being action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so this woman who saw that, she refuses to leave the house. Um, uh, yeah, who which, knows what it's going to yeah, ride next, which very intelligently. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so she refuses to leave the house, but the other, the other one, the other woman, the other rancher's wife, mm-hmm. she's like, well, I gotta, I'm going to go, I'm going to go check it out. She's a little curious what it sounds like. To she, <laughs> she's been a little cold the last few nights and she's just like, I don't know. No harm in it. I mean, just going to. We're just going to talk. Um. <laughs> so <laughs> a little while later, the, the two ranchers come back mm-hmm. from the fields and they find uh, the woman who went out, the one man's wife who went out to check on them. Mm-hmm. They find her trampled to death. Oh, no, it didn't work out. That's it a, didn't yeah. work out. Mm. Another little Icarus. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, flew too close to the beast, I see. <laughs> <laughs> so they follow the footprints because they're they're not happy, obviously, mm-hmm. and they're going to go take some some unholy vengeance on this this pair of things. Sure, they follow the footprints of the beast, and they eventually find a clump of coarse red hair caught in a bush. Hmm. Now, a few days later, some nearby prospectors reported a huge creature had run through their campsite, and mm. the same coarse red hair was found at that site. Hmm. Okay. So now we're starting to develop a pattern. Mm-hmm, I see. Of running. Of running, of a big scary thing running away real fast. <laughs> the creature was spotted again a few days after that and was described as 30 feet tall. Oh. And having knocked over two wagons. Wow. Oof. It's a big beast. I bet he couldn't do that, that Bruce Lee jump up thing. Not even close. Definitely not. I'd love to see him try. <laughs> uh, one man said the creature disappeared into thin air when he chased after it. That's quite something for 30 feet tall. Like you're the size of a like an apartment yeah. building. And yeah. Poof. I think about how hard it is for me to like get lost in a crowd. Mm-hmm. If I was four times as tall as I am, that would be, <laughs> I assume, harder. Uh, a few men camping in the mountains uh, a little bit later watched the red creature kill and eat a grizzly bear. Mm, I don't know about that. I mean, that seems so. Well, you you're into the thirty feet tall, but yeah, not so much. Totally willing to buy that. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay. I don't know. It just seems like it might be kind of gamey. If you're thirty feet tall, you can eat anything. Why would you fuck with a grizzly bear? But what would you eat that would fill your thirty foot stomach? Mm, good point. Probably just Big graze. Tree. Yeah, graze. I'd mostly graze. <laughs> <laughs> so um, no, one, no one who saw the red monster could say what kind of animal it was, but every single one of them agreed that the thing on its back was a skeleton. Oh, the okay. Okay, the creature. The second creature mm-hmm. riding this beast was a skeleton. Wow. And they started calling this thing Please the have a red cool name. ghost. I don't know. What would you call it? Oh, God. Hmm. It's quite the opportunity here. So we've got a 30, 30 foot <laughs> don't, don't screw it up. 30 foot tall red beast. Uh huh. Ridden by a skeleton. Eats grizzly bears. Mm. I can't call it, can I? Because of copyright. But I feel like that's, we don't want to yeah. test that water. Okay. Yeah. So we're not going to call it that. Um, that thing that Jeremy just bleeped out, right? Um, mm, Jeremy, are you listening? <laughs> Uh, 30 foot red beast. Boy. And eh, maybe the red ghost is okay. The red, the red yeah. ghost. Not bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. The red ghost. Okay, fine. 
I don't have any. I, I mean, man, you really embarrassed yourself here today. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's get into the history of the Red Ghost, and we'll do that in just a second. But first, I got to tell you, once again, we are sponsored by Smart Labels, the good folks of Smart Labels. Mm-hmm. It's a brand new year, and you're you're probably thinking about your your New Year's resolutions. I would assume you better be. If you haven't mm-hmm. thought about them by now, you're mm-hmm. in trouble. Mm-hmm. You've already given up on one of them, I bet. Oh, at least. Yeah. You're going to go to the gym every morning, right? The third, the fourth? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, you know, yeah. yeah. You're going to go to the gym every morning. You did that once. Mm. The gym was a little crowded, and you thought, eh, I'll pick this up in February. Then you're going to give like up I alcohol. Said, you're not going to pick it up in February. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And then you're like, ah, you a dry no. <laughs> January, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> okay, friend. Yeah. <laughs> nice try. Um, so, so now, now it's, today's the fourth? Today is the ish. Let me look at this uh, as the listener. Fly- it's a third. It's the third. third. So it's a third. So you've given so you've given up on two of the resolutions <laughs> now. All right, the third. And so the third one is you're going to get your shit organized. That's right? the one. That's that's, that's that one's one. going to stick. That's that's a little bit easier one. It's a little bit less. Ambitious. And listen, friends, you need one to stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You only had three <laughs> resolutions. You've already blown through the first two. It's day three. It's not going great. You need this. You're barely back at work yet, <laughs> and you've already lost out on the other two. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in order to make it through this year, you need to hang on to one resolution. This mm-hmm. is the one. Get organized, and you can do that with our good friends at Smart Labels. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to Amazon.com. You know that website. And you're going to go, and you're going to type in Smart Labels, one word. You're going to search it, and you're going to find Smart Labels. And these are going to save your life. They're going to save your resolution. They're going to save your life. You're going to order some. They're going to come to your door. You're going to download the Smart Labels app. You're going to use that app and the labels in conjunction. The labels have QR codes. They're color-coded. Mm-hmm. You're going to put them on things you want to organize, put them on boxes, put them on bags, put them on, I don't know. You're going to put them on everything, and you're going to tell your phone. You're going to scan it. You're going to say, hey, this is what's in this box or mm-hmm. in this bag or in this person. <laughs> Here's where I'm storing them for the next, I don't know, 12 months or whatever. And you're just going to always know where that thing is. It's going to help you keep stay organized, help you know where your organization is. It's as you're putting away your Christmas stuff. It's a time of season when things are coming down. Like you, this is the time. This is the time. Time is now. Mm-hmm. Time is now to realize your organizational dreams. Live up to your New Year's resolution. Use smart. One labels. of them at least. At least one. <laughs> You've already really, really mucked up to minimum. <laughs> I mean, probably more. This is your chance. So go get some smart labels, organize your stuff. It's been great for me. Um, as you're hearing this, Patrick has some labels. Patrick, what do you have you been enjoying them? I have been, yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's tough because I haven't actually this is we're recording three No, I see you know, I'm, I'm sure I've been I'm, I'm sure I've been really enjoying them. Um I bet you've loved them. I bet they've changed your mm-hmm. life. Talk yeah. about that. Yeah, I bet my life is totally upside down now. Upside down, but nope. But it used I know to be where, right yeah. side up badly, <laughs> and now it's upside down in a good way. <laughs> and yours can be upside down in a good way, too. So please uh, please go check out our, our dear friends at Smart Labels. Uh, again, go to Amazon. That's the best place to get them. Smart Labels, one word. Find them, buy them. You will not regret it. They're wonderful. And, uh, and, and really see your resolution through. Okay, Pat, now as we transition back into the show, mm-hmm. I actually took the liberty of um, of finding some actual text from Winnie the Pooh that I thought maybe you could just kind of read and Jeremy can do the music Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm putting that in the chat right now. So go ahead, whenever you're... Appreciate that. Okay. <clears throat> Here is Edward Bear coming downstairs now. Bump, bump, bump on the back of his head behind Christopher Robin. It is, as far as he knows, the only way of coming downstairs, but sometimes he feels that there really is another way. If only he could stop bumping for a moment and think of it. And then he feels that perhaps there isn't. (laughs) Anyhow, here he is at the bottom, ready to be introduced to you, Winnie the Pooh. I have so many thoughts. I know this is not a Winnie the Pooh podcast, but I have so many thoughts about this. This does come from the first book, and... I, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, his name's Edward Bear, and mm-hmm. he just only bumps his way down the stairs on his head, And but he's also... Anyway, we don't have time, mm-hmm. but we're back. We're back. We're back. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. It's Thanks, not like you're half back, but... Uh, I just... I've not... Since I found this quote from the book, Winnie the Pooh, or Pooh at Bear Corner. It's called Pooh. It's actually it's the first one that's called Pooh. 
Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I have not been able to stop thinking about it cause it's, I have so many questions anyway, it's back to our podcast. So, all right, we talked about the red ghost and now let's get into the history. <clears throat> I'm going to take you back a little bit, Pat, even further, even further. As soon as America was a country, we were like, let's get more of it. More country. Let's get more country. Why not? There's yeah. more out there. That's right. I keep looking out there. There's more in my yep. backyard. I see more land. Haven't hit ocean yet. Mm-hmm. So let's keep going. We hit a really scary river. <laughs> but it was big and muddy. We didn't like that. <laughs> but thus begins the process of westward expansion. Mm. And that plan went really well for a while. Uh, as you may know, in 1803, we made the Louisiana Purchase, mm-hmm. wherein we bought... 530 million acres from the French for $15 million. Absolute steal. It was. I did a little math. So Mm -hmm. 50 million today is about $408 million, Mm -hmm. which makes it about 77 cents an acre. Hmm. Seems low. (laughs) Feels low. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the earth is only so big. Like they're not, they're not selling any of it for that right now. They're making, I mean, they are making new land in, I guess, like Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to be more than 70 That's, cents an acre. Got to be. It's, it's, be. it's going so slowly, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not worth that. <laughs> so the Louisiana Purchase, for our, we know we have a lot of, uh, of, of European listeners, so I'll just, in case you're not sure, this is where we got the Great Plains, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. This included Arkansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Kansas, Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Just all the best states. <laughs> right, yeah. All the famous ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also got parts of Minnesota, North Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, Eastern Colorado, mm-hmm. uh, a little corner of New Mexico, the very top of Texas, and about half of Louisiana. Which is weird so, because, like, they named it after that, and they couldn't even put the whole thing in there. Kind of a shame. Yeah, it was yeah. very it was a very small part. But mm-hmm. the good news about that is we did get New Orleans, which mm. is <laughs> the <yeah>. real jewel <laughs> right there. <laughs> that was the one thing that this whole purchase had going for it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was nice. So as America's expanding across across all that land, they're like, <laughs> this is well, this is really great. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to walk across flat land and shoot people <laughs> who have never seen guns. Yeah. Who don't realize we just bought this land. Like right. I, this is our land yeah. and it's flat and it's grassy and they mm-hmm. have, I don't know, sticks. This is so good. Like we love this. Um so that went really well for <laughs> for those mm. murderous those murderous fucking yeah. um Europeans. real bad for some people like real real, real bad. bad sure did <clears throat> but once they got to the western edge of all of that they ran into a pretty significant problem mm. and that problem was called the rocky mountains mm. i guess that's kind of how you because i'm thinking to myself how, how do you how do you tell when you're done like when you're going across the louisiana purchase how do you tell yeah. you're like okay this is the edge of wyoming this is what, you know, we don't own yeah. anything 20 feet that way. Like, right. what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> no I think the Rockies are a pretty <laughs> yeah. good line of delineation here. And I uh, I didn't look this up, but I'm pretty sure it's why the French stopped there. Yeah. They're like, uh, <laughs> no, we yeah. are good. The yeah. fuck's these mountains? Yeah. No, no. Um, yeah, when, when, they're, when they're like negotiating for the Louisiana Purchase, they're like, um, yeah, you can have all of the land up until the murderous mountains. The what? The, uh, uh well, the, Serene, you'll see calm beautiful mountains you'll see when you get there but that's as far as we've been and yeah. um actually could you would you mind buying i yeah. we don't like being yeah. so close to them can you <laughs> please you know what 70 cents an yeah. acre how's that sound yeah. sound fair sound fair come on please um <laughs> so so the american explorers they go out west and it's going really well until they get to the mountains and mm-hmm. the rockies you know are fucking huge they're no alps but they're they're like the american alps mm-hmm um so these explorers like what the fuck like can we maybe we can go around them because it's hard to go over them you and i have gone over them together in a car yeah in, an impala. in modern times yeah in an impala mm-hmm. yeah and bridget the impala and we even had to stop for a while because it was <laughs> <laughs> even, even bridget had a hard time getting over them over the mountains. <laughs> we had to pull into that gas station like mm-hmm. while it was snowing mm-hmm. um right at the tippy top 
right at the tippy top. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it's tough for us, yeah. it's I'm sure it's tough for them. <laughs> Must have been like at least twice as hard for somebody in a fucking <laughs> oh, at least, Conestoga. At least two times as hard. <laughs> like two dead horses they're dragging behind them. That oh, was twice as hard. But, yeah. you know, we suffered a lot, but I bet they did mm-hmm. too. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I had that <laughs> so, hot dog that didn't agree with my stomach. So no, they didn't have to deal with that shit. They yeah. were so, you know, in some ways they didn't realize how lucky they were. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but we did meet some interesting characters in that uh, oh. snowed in small gas station at the very top of the Rocky Mountains. One of the one of the best legs of the trip, Fucking right there. Weirdos. You drive straight up until the road just stops, and there's a policeman <laughs> just like, "Get off the road! We're all gonna die." Okay, that's fine. It's us and truckers and mountain people, mm-hmm. and uh, in a gas station <laughs> that was pretty small. <laughs> Um, so, so they have that same, basically that same problem. Mm-hmm. Like we, it's hard to go over it. So can we go around them? So some went North, which, you know, I assume that went poorly. Yeah. Um, you've heard of the Donners <laughs> and et cetera. And then some went South. Better now, idea. Yeah. The ones who went South were very excited to learn the mountains do get smaller. Mm-hmm. However, they were a little less excited to learn that they also became the Sonoran desert. <laughs> <laughs> well what the fuck is this this, so, <laughs> is, this is no better yeah and i probably i don't snoring i don't know if you spent much time out there obviously other than our, our trip out there but mm. the snoring is um it's a high altitude desert so it's mm. like you're still really high but mm. it is suddenly you're like in fucking desert so i imagine it's probably pretty confusing to a bunch of people who are british or born mm. in you know <laughs> new what, hampshire yeah what new hell is this like, i don't know i've never seen this before <laughs> it doesn't make any sense um, and the American Southwest is brutal. Mm. You know, it's so they they start to go across it, but these are not desert people. They are they're river people. They're Appalachian mm. people. <laughs> Some of them are British people, and I just you know. Uh, so it's bad. So people are dropping dead from hunger and thirst constantly. Horses are dying like left and right. No one here is prepared for how little water there is. Mm-hmm. In this land that they were like, <laughs> again, we since it's been so easy till now. <laughs> Suddenly, it's very hard. Um, and probably I and I wrote this down. I, I think if you think about it, like at this point, most of the people trying to cross America probably have not. It's possible most of them have not even read about what a desert is. Oh sure, I, yeah, you know. So yeah. it's just like Dave was <clears throat> like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. yeah, your frame of reference is like, you know, England. New England, which was so similar, they right. just called it New England, <laughs> right? And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, this is this this is a, this, this is a, this is cursed. Whatever the this is, is it, bad. This, this is very bad. This is cursed. <laughs> so it's not going well. Now the U.S. government is really upset at this time because they're like, we could be making money out there. <laughs> we have to find a way to do that. So it's of course a huge problem, and they have to find a way to make crossing the desert easier. Mm-hmm. So in 1836, U.S. Army Lieutenant George H. Crossman has an idea, and his idea is... The Hyperloop? (laughs) The Hyperloop. (laughs) Well, in a way, his idea is the above-ground analog Hyperloop of 1836. Mm. The outdoor Hyperloop. Yeah. Camels. (laughs) <laughs> not not close i'm sorry yeah that's something at least for a train and all this but not even didn't even get trained okay nope. so he thinks camels camels are camels are the thing for us he sends a mm-hmm. report so crossman sends a report to the war department laying out a plan for using camels in the military the war department sure. thinks this is so stupid we this, <laughs> absolutely this sounds pretty dumb like, yeah fuck up they don't they don't even <laughs> reply to his letter mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the idea of using camels lies dormant for uh, for several years until 1847, when Lieutenant Crossman meets quote another camel enthusiast (laughs) 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 in a man named Major Camel Form or something. I'm I'm not entirely sure what's. This man's name is Major Henry C. Wayne. Of the quartermaster department of the U.S. government. Ah, uh, so the horse, the horse department, the horse okay. department, the horse and goods, mm-hmm. and together, Crossman and Wayne submit another report to the War Department requesting that they import camels to America. Why not? I mean, well, I'll tell you, the the War Department 
says, here's why not. This is so stupid. <laughs> this is too stupid to take seriously. So they say no we've again. Been, we've been feeding you thousands of horses <laughs> for 10 years. I think feeding Nothing is the right to show word for to use. Yeah. Just funneling horses into your department. <laughs> um, so they're like, absolutely, absolutely yeah. not. Stop asking us. But this time, the proposal did catch the attention of a U.S. senator. A senator from Mississippi whose name was Jefferson Davis. Oh. <laughs> the worst possible yeah. one to catch the attention of. Do you want to, for our friends in, uh, in, in Great Britain, do you want to describe, uh, do you want to say what you know about Jefferson Davis? Jefferson, Jefferson Davis uh, was declared by his followers as the president of the Confederacy. That's uh, later, in- though. Some year, you know, yeah. I mean, at this point, I mean, he's just not any now. other camel enthusiast in the Senate. <laughs> I mean, right. now he's just, uh, you know, United States Senator. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Jefferson Davis, future head of the Confederacy, thinks actually this is a pretty good idea. Mm. <laughs> and he, uh, he quote, tried for several years to acquire a- approval and funding for the project. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do they bit like a cool acronym? Like nowadays, all the good projects. Well, there's no good acronym. There's a good acronyms. name though, which we'll get yeah. to shortly. So no on the okay, acronym. Good. But <laughs> I was hoping. There I don't was. think you're gonna yeah. be disappointed. So still, everyone in the War Department is like, "Stop! This is so stupid!" Like we've said no so many times. Yeah. Please stop. <laughs> Please yeah. stop. Jefferson Davis, this is the worst thing you've ever done. That's what they're saying. <laughs> and you know, you got to hand it to him. I'm sure it was at this point. Yeah. And he said, hold my beer. <laughs> so, so this goes nowhere until 1853. And you'll notice we are creeping up now onto the, <laughs> the Civil War. It was what, yeah. 1861, I think it started. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're getting there. Uh, 1853, Jefferson Davis is now appointed U.S. Secretary of War. Mm. That's a bad move. I mean, In well, hindsight, big mistake. Yes, in hindsight, yes. But, but <laughs> if you're only in this for the camels, well, great move. Best could, move. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's, there are, there are worse That's moves. That's true. <laughs> at this point. Um, <laughs> uh, like finally my guy is getting promoted up to where he belongs yeah. at a camel appropriating position. Boy, you have no idea. He has some strong, <laughs> he has some strong views on other things, but, but really we gotta get these camels in here. I can look past that for now. <laughs> <sighs> I can I can hold my nose and accept these camels. Oh boy, oh boy. So just move my arms. I feel uncomfortable with what you've said. So now, now that he's Secretary of War, he can finally present the idea of camels to Franklin Pierce, mm-hmm. who is now president, and uh, mm-hmm. the entire Congress. So at long last, after a long time, Congress finally takes up a vote on the camel plan. And this time, it passes. Yes. Fantastic. Jefferson Davis is given $30,000 to purchase and import camels, quote, to be employed for military purposes. So if an acre of land... <laughs> 77 costs cents. 70 cents. 7 cents. I can imagine $30,000 probably buys somewhere in the neighborhood... 30,000 camels? I don't I mean that's just like a Oh, I you know, number, really. land is so much less valuable than camels. So well, okay, you can't eat land. But all <laughs> the same. I mean Oh, that's yeah, what you're exactly. saying. Oh, so yeah, I see. Camels now. are I see. Yeah. You could eat you so could maybe, grass. Well, okay. You could graze 10,000 10, camels? How many camels are you talking it's, here? I'll I'll tell you it's a disappointing number of camels. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> A disappointing number of camels in my favorite math core band of all time. <laughs> so, so they get to work, and uh, and they <laughs> God. So they outfit a navy store ship called the USS Supply, <laughs> which is it's like the most boring ship to be stationed on. What's our supply Wait, ship? Oh, called? I was on the USS. Oh, no. Yeah. I was on the USS Missouri. I was on the USS Independence. I was on the supply. What'd you do? Yeah. Um, but they <sighs> just drove stuff around. 
Mostly camels. <laughs> they have this ship with, quote, special hatches, stable areas, and a camel car. <laughs> I got this whole, like, all of this whole bit of American history I have never heard of before. And I had such a blast researching because I just, <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> have you ever heard of this stuff? Any of this? I've not heard of the camel car, no. no this, this is all news to me. So Major Wayne, uh, who was one of the two guys from earlier, he's put in charge. And he goes to Goleta, which is in the Gulf of Tunis, near Tunisia, I mm-hmm. assume, yeah. I would assume, yeah, Where he sure. buys the first three camels. Three. Yeah. Now, it, it, this is the beginning. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, this is... I could probably buy a camel for ten grand today if I wanted to. He did not blow the whole budget. Alone. He, uh, I don't know okay. why he only bought three, but he, <laughs> he <Yeah>. bought three. <laughs> there are wiles to be had in Tunisia. <laughs> I will say this: I much. did spend like, money. Not all of it was yeah. on camels. I have received. Yeah, I, I did. I did spend the budget, uh, the thirty thousand, and because I spent, I will need another thirty thousand <laughs> next year to buy three additional camels. <laughs> Um, they later discover that two of the three camels are infected with the itch, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is, I mean, that's what, what you're afflicted which is also with what currently. Wayne, yeah, it's what I am afflicted with, but yeah. also I think Major Wayne was afflicted with it. They're getting fucking three camels out of Tunisia. <laughs> uh, I'm sure the Tunisians are like, oh, you want camels? Yes. Yes. Well, do you have yes, $30,000? Oh, you do? Two. These yeah. are the ones that oh, cost that. Oh. <laughs> yeah thank goodness you have thirty thousand dollars because that is what two and a half camels cost nowadays um so so for five months then they sail around the mediterranean and they're buying camels everywhere they go to yeah. oh okay, so it's, okay. That was, they were taking the camels on a tour well <laughs> in a way they are <laughs> like they got like they got bob hope on deck you know, USO jokes is and stuff. <laughs> hey look at this um, so they go to Malta, Greece, Turkey, Egypt. Um, mm-hmm. and, oh, and I have a fun photo, uh, a picture for you. It's not a photo, but I have a fun picture for you. It's a, it's a lithograph of what it mm-hmm. looked like when they were, <laughs> were buying camels and bringing them onto the boat. So let's do, let me find that real quick. <laughs> If this is just a like a photo of Noah's Ark, I'm going to be very disappointed. Uh, I, that would be know. funny, but <laughs> no, that's just, that's just one. <laughs> even worse. That's, yeah, just one camel, just one camel. with uh, one, two, three, four, five, six gentlemen in charge of shoving one camel. And onto you can a tell boat. now five of these men are from the American West. You can tell by their hats and bandanas mm-hmm. and matching <laughs> their matching mm-hmm. uniforms. Yeah. Uh, and this man is from the Middle East. You can tell that by his little fez. His fez, and, obviously. Uh, yep. And the flowing the flowing gown well, that he wears. And you can also tell because he is the only person who is pulling the camel onto the boat. The other five are pulling the camel off of the <laughs> I don't boat know. for some reason. Why are they pulling this sure. rope? What are they? <laughs> <laughs> What's the goal here exactly? It's not the most efficient uh, expedition this, the U.S. has ever done. It, 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 it does look like the most lopsided tug-of-war match I've ever seen in my entire life. Now, the camel is... It's one man into Fez is like, I will challenge you and your four brothers and a camel to a tug-of-war match. And I think we will see who, who the real yeah. man is here. Um, uh, I wonder who... Hi, it's hard to say. Let's, let's read on and find out. <laughs> so, uh, okay, here's a quote from... Here's a quote. Uh, most of the... I think this quote... Most of the quotes in this story, and I think this one comes from the U.S., uh, the official U.S. Uh, Army history website. Quote, After numerous difficulties involving a lack of suitable animals and obtaining export permits, the expedition... <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what countries over there enforcing export <laughs> permits when you show up with 30 grand and all you want is dirty old camels? Just, they're just fucking with them. They're like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Do you have yeah. your export yeah. permits? Yeah. How do I get those? Oh, oh, no. export. Ooh, those are pricey. Those are pricey. <laughs> this is also like 1840. So. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so <laughs> so with difficulties involving those things, the expedition finally acquired through purchase and as gifts 
a, a sufficient number of camels. In all, they obtained 33 animals. <laughs> That's $1,000 a yeah. camel. That's like a million it's dollars. It's a bad deal. <laughs> it's, this is awful. This is totally, this is, oh, this is such like a rebound purchase after the Louisiana purchase. <laughs> That's right. They're like, you know what? That's right. I feel like I'm going to spree right now. <laughs> I feel like I can do I no wrong. I don't care how this goes. How much money I got to spend. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it. <laughs> so on the trip home, the weather was so bad, it took them three months to get back to the U.S. And how many of the 33 camels survived three months? All but one. Months at sea. One okay. camel died, if you can believe it. Um, mm. Was it one of them with the itch, by uh, the probably. way? Probably. No, I, I, I mean, at this point, they yeah. all have the itch. That's <laughs> That's right. They're all... They're all very itchy camels. <laughs> uh, but six calves were born. So the net gain oh. is five. Yeah, to- Except totally. Except four of those calves died. So two of them lived. So the net gain is I'm sorry. one. I'm sorry. Four of those delicious camel calves died? <laughs> that seems a little suspect to me. Four of those like, veal camels died? <laughs> yeah. I don't mm. think so. <laughs> I've been at sea for eight weeks. Eating nothing but hard tech and drinking seawater, and that's looking mighty yep. nice to me. So, all in all, the expedition is up one camel. <laughs> <laughs> according to the Army Historical Foundation, quote, all of them were in better health than when they left their native soil, which I personally bullshit. find a very absolute hard bullshit. To absolute like, bullshit. <laughs> You put me on an airplane for six hours, and I get off in ten times worse shape than I started. There is no fucking way. Yeah, absolutely not. So, anyway, yeah, this this very much sounds like a story that you tell to your boss when you show up at the port, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Did oh, you, you should have like, seen them when I got them in the Middle East, you, boss. Oh boy, yeah. oh they were. Oh. oh, they were so you just skin and bones. One of them really. had a bone fall but, off. Uh, we got it back in there, yeah. and it's fine now. Mm-hmm few months of eating seagulls and these guys just popped right back up really <laughs> so they get to texas and they begin to train the camels in military service <laughs> like mine sweeping and stuff what are they doing with these camels exactly <laughs> so, <laughs> god i'm just and again, I just as I'm reading this, I'm dying because uh, be like we're we, you know we're 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 trying to teach them all the same horse stuff, but they keep smoking cigarettes the whole time. It's getting kind of gross. <laughs> and that's how they got their first endorsement deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's so crazy. And so there's so much more that we can't even begin to get into about this. But I this is the highlight. So <laughs> they they're training the camels in military service, and thus was born the United States. Camel Corps. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Which is a good name. That's that's a solid yeah. name. That's that is pretty solid. So they unload the camels in Indianola, Texas, but they herd them over to Cape Verde to a military base that came to be known as the Camel Station. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really like I'm just at this point, stunned that DreamWorks has not turned this into some sort of uh, some sort of a production. There have been yet. a couple of movies about this, but like not since like the '60s, so they were all not good. Mm. This is yeah. ripe for this is ripe mm. for someone. There's a Please. there's a movie called yeah. Homps, which I have never seen, but it has Slim Pickens is in it. It's called it's H A W M P S exclamation point, which is about this. Mm-hmm. I've not seen, but that mm-hmm. seems like the the best uh, the best version so far. But Boy. Well, I'm, you've got like four weeks off school coming up, so, so you probably find the time to, over, so. to, to stream Homps. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Homps. I can go back to watching old Slim Pickens movies. You weren't, let, you weren't letting the strike in, uh, interfere with watching old Slim Pickens movies from before <laughs> oh, like your parents were I born, would right? never. I would never. God, Slim Pickens. What a gem. Um. <laughs> so anyway, so, uh, so while the camels are being trained... Uh, the men, they, the officers sent men back to get more camels because they're like, this is going to work. We don't have to even see this through. This Obviously. is going to work for sure. The second mm-hmm. expedition brings 40 more camels. 
And mm. so the total number of camels, like some some live and some die, whatever. But the, the total mm. number of camels in the U.S. Camel Corps now is up to 70. Oh, wow. Goodness That's a lot of camels. They got the good ones. Yeah. And like rabbits. <laughs> so, and that's part of the plan. Like they'll come here and they'll mate and they'll have mm-hmm. more. And then, you know, this is great. Mm-hmm. So the training for the camels goes surprisingly well. They are, they're obviously, you know, they're, they're good at covering desert terrain, which is kind of the point. Right. Um, yeah. But now I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the obvious problem of there are currently 70 of them. And how long do they take to go from like one side of the desert to the other? I'm going to think a month minimum. I don't think so. They're pretty yeah. fast. I mean, but then you got to come back to pick up more people. I can't imagine the whole lot of people in California that are like, oh, I really want to get to uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, I think, the, <laughs> I think the plan here is not to bring people. It's to bring supplies, like to, to be, uh, to be okay. the horses of the desert. Basically, oh, okay, to make it profitable, like ride them. I, I, I and bring, okay, yeah, okay. And then once you get to California, though, mm-hmm. what do you do with the camels? Which mm-hmm. I want to put a pin in that question because that's that's going to be important shortly. We're getting yeah. there. Okay, so okay. the camels are good at covering desert. Obviously, they also though found food there, which no one was expecting. The camels started eating the creosote bush, which is also called greasewood. Sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Most animals will not eat this, <laughs> but camels mm-hmm. will. <laughs> Creasa was actually they they uh they turned that plant into the oil they seal uh railroad ties with. I knew I knew Creasa so, from something. Yeah, yeah. It is so like harsh and um just e- extremely extremely acidic. Yeah. Um and nasty. Uh, and apparently camels can't get enough yeah, of it. They love it. So and yeah. and I it's a it's it, it's wild. They became the uh, the spokesperson for a cigarette company at the end of the day. It's, really, it's, it's actually a lot of sense. <laughs> it's a lot of sense. Suddenly, oh, none of this is killing the camel, so you're probably fine. Yeah. <clears throat> they, also, they love the strychnine bush too. It's really weird. I don't know. I'm, you know, they love that fucking drink ammonia pond. It's I don't know. No, just drink ammonia right out of your canteen. It's wild. Um, but apparently, this makes a lot of sense. So I one of I to me like. I learned so much new shit researching this. The the thing that I was most surprised by was this fact, which um, is that turns out we in North America did actually have a genus of camel that was native to North America. Before this. Yes. Now, it did go extinct hmm. 11,000 years ago. Oh, okay. So we just yeah, missed we it. J- yeah, we just barely. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there was a camel here, and that version of the camel is called a camelops. Camel. Camel ops, okay. one word. Camel ops. Now, I'll be perfectly honest. That would have been a lot cooler name for this. Correct. <laughs> you got to correct. Capitalize <laughs> the O, but still keep it one word. Camel ops. I'm thinking those. Do, I'm thinking they would have gotten funding about two decades earlier if they said we want to start the camel ops. Oh, oh I do like that. This is yeah, cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the camels do great. Now there again, there's a lot of exhausting detail on the Army History website, which we I, I'll link to in the show notes. Um, please. Feel free to knock yourself out if you're into camel stuff. Um, and it is interesting. Robert E. Lee was involved. So, uh, hmm. you know, a lot of Confederate interest here. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the camels did great. The problem was all the army officers were like, I don't I don't want to use a herd of fucking camels. I've never seen a camel. Mm-hmm. I don't know a camel. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing a camel. I'm not doing camel stuff. <laughs> they think it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Now, Jefferson Davis is like, you have to use camels. And he's head of the war. He's you know, secretary of war. Yeah. It's like, you, I'm yeah, the boss. He's like, I'm the boss. You have to, so he's doing everything he can yeah. to get everyone to use camels. Um, he's mm-hmm. like making it contingent, like their their salaries are contingent on using camels. And <laughs> your, your, your bonus this year, your. It's a camel bonus. Your KPI. Yeah. <laughs> your <Yeah>. KPI is <laughs> camels touched. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and also just like, absolutely not. So it's uphill battle. So they're, they're doing this because they think it's good, blah, blah. Anyway, but then 1861, yes, the South secedes from the Union and the Civil War begins. And suddenly mm-hmm. Jefferson Davis and Robert E. Lee have other things to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping 
that they don't march these camels into battle at some point because this is going to be the saddest end to the DreamWorks movie ever. <laughs> we may have to take some liberties to the yeah. DreamWorks version, yeah. Um, no, so they so they, they start a civil war. So the Camel Corps is abandoned, basically. Mm. It ends abruptly. Now, obviously, mm. the camels are still there. They haven't <laughs> they haven't vanished into right. the ether. They haven't yeah. seceded. Sure. So <laughs> yeah, and um. So they're, uh, they're, I assume, not great on the battlefield. And here's a quote from the Army Historical Foundation again. Quote, the advent of the Civil War effectively halted the camel experiment. Rebel troops mm. occupied Camp Verde on uh, 28 February 1861 and captured several of the remaining camels. Because, again, these are U.S. camels. But now sure. the South has yeah. seceded. And so mm-hmm. the people who are running most of the camel areas are no longer part right. of the U S. So mm-hmm. these are U S yep. camels being mm-hmm. uh, uh, misappropriated, misappropriated by yeah. the Confederacy. <laughs> They're taking anything that's not nailed down. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he captured seven of the main camels, uh, using them to transport, to transport salt and carry mail around San Antonio. The camels suffered greatly at the hands of their captors who had an intense dislike for the animals. They were badly mistreated, abused, and a few of Mm. them were deliberately killed. Oh, no. So in case you needed, like, one additional reason to hate the Confederates, Mm -hmm. killed these camels on purpose. God damn. So the camels are U.S. property. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. So the Union eventually is like, these are our camels. Mm. We don't Mm. want them to be killed. Can we mm. just please fucking sell these things? Mm. So they put the camels up for auction. <laughs> I'm just imagining it, at the end of the Civil War, like Lincoln is reading off all of the like reparations, uh-huh. you know, and he's like, and number 77, that all camels are returned. And the Confederacy's like, oh, oh we can't really. Shit, I, that, that's one, stick, that, that one is the sticking point for us. Yeah. <laughs> Bad news about the camels, guys. (laughs) So they sell 37 of them for uh, $1,945 or $52.56 per camel. They paid a grand per camel initially. This is just like. Well, it's a write-off. This this is pure government. Yeah, it's a write-off. Whatever whatever the the pork version of camel is. <laughs> I don't know. Does I wonder? Does camel have you know like how like a cow there's becomes gotta beef, be. yeah, and a pig yeah, yeah. becomes pork? There's got to be like camel becomes. What would you call it? Like, boy, it's going to be a gross name <laughs> if I have to say off the top off the cuff. You know, like cow now beef, creosote, pig pork, camel, cork. Give me cork. I'm going to say yeah. Now that will be confusing because there is a different material called cork. I mean. There's not a very high education level in the South at this point, so they're probably like, okay. it's yeah. basically right. I'll allow it. Uh, the- <laughs> <laughs> let's, go, let's go cut up some cork steaks, boys. <laughs> <laughs> now, the rest of the camels were, quote-unquote, recovered after the war. <laughs> and they were auctioned as well, but they only fetched $31 per camel. Oh camel market gosh. moves fast. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. They are they are the they are the bitcoin they are the bitcoin of hooved creatures That's right. clearly. So. so the camels ended up in circuses, uh, giving rides to children, living on private oh. ranches, working as pack animals for miners and prospectors, or running in quote camel races. Okay, Which sounds pretty I mean, cool. <laughs> I want to say, yeah. The other the, the entertainment options in the 19th century, yeah, probably not as cool as camel yeah. races. Just that was a good board. one. So it's the all all these things are big draws of the public. So they're very they become very mm. common attractions in California, um, and really the whole West, but mostly California. But eventually, the curiosity wears off, and so people stopped coming to see the camels. Mm-hmm. So many of the camels were quote turned loose in the wild to fend for themselves. Mm 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 is uh it's not ideal mm-hmm. yep. and it is about 20 yeah. years later that a woman was trampled to death on a ranch by a great reddish creature in arizona 
and the sightings of what came to be known as the Red Ghost began. Uh, again, the skeleton riding the Red Beast starts to terrorize a desert. And if you want to say something? This is a bit of a leap. I'll be honest. I mean, this is... <laughs> I don't really know. Okay. Like, I don't know a whole lot about camels. Well, I, mean, yeah, I, know, I haven't drawn know, a connection yet. They two might, humps, hey, one humps. As far as you know, <clears throat> these might be unconnected, mm-hmm. unrelated. Sure, right. <clears throat> but again, I just want to make it clear for everybody. Camels, generally very, like, tangible in size. Sure. Right. Horseish. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, apartment building sized camels. Not familiar. Unless, wait, are we talking about <laughs> this whole thing was a diversion? And here's the prestige. <laughs> it was giraffes <laughs> the whole time. Uh, uh, what would giraffe meat be called? <laughs> jork. Uh, I I think anyway. you, can't, you can't keep can't keep using pork as the the the, the yeah. foundational part of this. Um, giraffe mm. meat. Mm, I was gonna say like spotted or something. That's not that's not good. Mm. Um giraffe meat would be jerky. <laughs> sure. Okay. So <laughs> so a few months into the sightings, a group of five men shot at this creature. And they were aiming to kill it, obviously, but they missed. Mm-hmm. But they did shoot the head off the skeleton clean off. <laughs> <laughs> they did love that. They were very proud of themselves. Mm-hmm. And the creature runs off, but these men investigate the skull that they found, and uh, they saw there was some mm-hmm. hair and skin still attached. Sightings of this red creature and the skeleton, sometimes headless skeleton, writing it went on for 10 years until a farmer named Mizu Hastings found the monster on his property takes his gun he draws a bead kills it in a single shot hmm wow and that is when they discover of course that the beast the red ghost of arizona is a camel quote with leather straps on the side stuck so tight that it was scarred it remains unknown why a dead man was attached to the back Wow. Still today, from time to time, someone will go out hiking in a snoring desert. And just as the sun starts to set, they will look out over the dry, dusty landscape and they will see a bleach white skeleton riding the ghost of a great red camel through the scrub. Hmm. The red ghost of Arizona lives on today. Actually, going to Arizona uh, this week, as Ooh. listeners listen, to visit Luna, Stephen mm-hmm. Luna, as you know. Uh, sure. Quartzite is not near him, but we have, we're we going to have a car, so we might go out to where uh, this kind of centered. Um, I might find the Red Ghost. They did mm-hmm. put a... Or at least have some... Mm-hmm. What? No, I'd say we're at least maybe have some cork sticks while you're out there. <laughs> yeah, if I can find some. The people of Quartzite did... They did say we should put up a sculpture of the red the red ghost. And so they did that. So I do want to probably leave you here. I want to show you that. Here's the sculpture of the red camel. Okay. Uh, so what I'm seeing here <laughs> right now is a, uh, a statue of a camel made out of, I'm going to be very generous and say spray-painted car parts. Um <laughs> Okay. I see. I see. A, I see a muffler to the right. I see a bunch of pulleys that uh, comprise the body, and uh, some brackets that comprise the hips and legs. Um, spray paint. Spray painted brilliant yeah. red. Um, just you know, an absolute cardinal red. And like and um, baking in the, the street, basically. When I read there was a yes, statue yeah. of this thing, I was like, "Well, they made a like they must have cast it in bronze and like made a whole thing and they put sure. it." Sure. Uh, no, it's yep. this. It's Mm-mm. it's an art project. <laughs> yeah, and and I'm gonna be I'm gonna say high school art projects. We're gonna, we're gonna yeah, rank that which is right disappointing. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, but that is the story of the Red Ghost of Arizona, which apparently, supposedly, still still wanders the desert today. Any questions? Any concerns? I do want to remind you that we still have to record last week's episode tonight after drinking so much. No Perfect. concerns. No Great. concerns. Lots of questions. No concerns. <laughs> is this a ghost? Is uh, is research? This this one was researched. I would say by me, Clayton Smith. All the funny jokes. Congratulations! Thank you. I'm back at it. I'm back, baby. All the funny jokes are from uh, Patrick Dean. Our audio editor is Jeremy Montoya. Our video editor is uh, Jen Swanson. We are so grateful for them. And uh, we'll be back next week. Gosh, we'll be deep in January. Boy, we sure will be with another, I bet, great episode of Is This a Ghost? (laughs) 